0: The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artist themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment.
1: Today's
0: guest hails from the Bahamas, but has since made her way to Los Angeles, California. She's a singer, rapper, and Grammy-nominated songwriter. She has over 2.5 billion songwriting credited streams and over 21 million streams on her own music. Please welcome today's guest, Soki Siren. Yes. What's going on?
1: Not much. Thank you for having me. And Thank I'm, I'm also on. like kind of impressed because you, you stated some metrics that I didn't even know.
0: I, I that man right over there. Hooked me up. (laughs) up. Sent me everything I needed.
1: Given all the deeds.
0: Yeah, he he hooked us up. There we go. How are you?
1: I am well. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's so good to have you on here.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: And you just did a live performance, which people will see when this comes out two days from now.
1: Period. And
0: they should be excited. It's fantastic.
1: I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Of course.
0: Thank you for coming. Tell me a little bit about who you are. I know you grew up in the Bahamas, but how did you get out here?
1: I mean, I, (laughs) such a roundabout way. I actually, I was, I started doing music since I can remember. I was writing from in the sandbox. And I had a very roundabout way of kind of springboarding being over here studying because I was in college. And I knew I wanted to do music full time. Mm. And I just interned in a bunch of different studios. Like I went, I was doing all of the things like sweeping bathrooms. Picking up orders for people. Oh, yeah. And just trying to get, you know, in the door. And basically, like at that time, I didn't have, obviously, I was independent. So at that time, I wasn't signed, and producers were not necessarily hyped to work with somebody without a budget and a a bag behind them and a label behind them. Totally. But they always asked me to write for people. So I figured, you know, I could use this as a way in. And what was supposed to be a foot in the door ended up being a full fledged career as a songwriter whole body and, in the door yeah it was like okay so we we in the door and we paying rent and i ended up coming to la and it just that that was the start and and this and it's still going
0: i love that i stress this a lot on the podcast use everything you have to get in the door and obviously that that it has an extent to it but if you're good at songwriting and you want to be an artist get get in the room with the producers that'll help you as an artist, and get in there by, by a songwriter, by being a songwriter. Or mm-hmm. if you're great at playing an instrument, but you want to be an artist, get in the room as a musician. Whatever you can do to be in more rooms
1: exactly. and have
0: more people know who you are, you're, you're on the right path. That part. And when you started coming and started doing these songwriting sessions, how long did it take you to realize that is also something you love?
1: You know, I feel like because I always like writing was so natural for me because I was just making my mu- my own music up until that time. So for me, it was just I think what was a, a realization was that not so much that I loved it, but more so, oh, you you got to put in some work because you thought you was you thought you was precise, and mm-hmm. you get in the room with the rooms with all of these people, and it's just like okay, talent is everywhere, skill set is a different bag, being able to craft a record that is commercially viable to move people and make people want dance, it was humbling. So I feel like before I even fell in love with the path and the craft of songwriting, I was I got like a chin check mm. when I came to LA because I was like, oh, okay, so you 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 need to sit small and you need to, you know, sit sit with some notes and a piece of paper and a pen.
0: So that's huge. Yes. Yeah. Understanding that the best rooms to be in are the ones that you're the worst in the room but also you can be the worst in the room all you want but if you're not soaking in information yeah. then what's the point
1: yeah when definitely you know it's a con- it's a cause for concern when you stop learning or when you stop pushing yourself to get better cuz even now i still say when i'm asking for like sessions if i'm if i'm considering them i always ask like i is there i want to be in the room with people who are better than me that tequila smelled delicious by the way it, like what that is it's uh cuz
0: it's casa, casa Doris.
1: I just, I just Probably feel like it has like a, a very floral fragrance. I wasn't ready for. I that love from a tequila.
0: I really don't drink often at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing I drink is tequila, and this is the only one I've got in a long time.
1: I haven't. And the thing is, I don't drink. But the smell of that making me feel like I need <laughs> to, I need to regain the lot experience. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but it's, it, it, I don't
0: want to be the impetus. I digress. <laughs> I digress. Have you always not drank?
1: No, I just, I stopped drinking like three years ago mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. Yeah. One of them was because someone near and dear to me actually had been, that, she basically found out that she had to stop because of an, a diagnosis. And I was like, you know, if, my, if, one of, if somebody near and dear to me, my partner in Grime, I'm like, if you're not, I'm not going to bother. I, I don't need it. You know what I mean? Because I'm That's like, technically, support. who am I turning up with in real life? But that's,
0: so, that's smart. It's like build a build a crew around you also that, that pushes you in the direction that you want to go.
1: Yeah. And then also, like, I don't miss it either because I just remembered even then I was like, why am I such a lightweight? Like I talk yeah. and like you give me one wine and suddenly I giggle in. If you give me two, it's instant bad. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't get the buzz and the experience of like, oh, it's up. I was just like one drink in and I'm like useless.
0: Yeah, that's that's the little bit I had, the half a shot. Mm. Is that's it for the day for me.
1: And then for some reason, I had like extended hangovers from little and no alcohol. Because I was that. just like, I'll wake up the next day and then it's, okay, it's 12 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock. Why well, I still feel like heavy and headachy yeah. and miserable.
0: So As when well. you go back to the Bahamas, was it the same thing? Because I, I feel like that's a really big part part of the culture. And people there, it's more communal than here. It's more just like to turn up, it feels like.
1: I mean... You know what I think more so, at least for me, when I go home, it's more about the food. Mm. It is so <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I, miss I just it. when I go home, I just worried about like as soon as I land, who feeding me first? Yep, that's the first question, that's the first order of business. Because I just went home like two weeks ago, and as soon as I got home, like it's mango season. On top of that, like I just want my bags, I just want yeah. my meals, and that was that's all I concerned S- about. Some conch fritters. That you don't say the ch though. You Con- got you, ah, gotta, what you kunk 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 just just relax it just relax your tongue like kunk kunk wow there we go
0: i'm I'm, my midwestern ass it's fine it's fine
1: you know at least now you know that you know no ch
0: so if you're going back and you had one meal ready for you what's it going to be
1: guava duff what is that and i know that's childish and my mommy would shake her head (laughs) because it's a dessert and it's basically it's like a it's like a spiral cake, but you take the flesh of the guava and you spiral it into this it's not even a cake, it's more like a, a bready dough thing. I know what that exactly. is. Exactly. And then you have the you have the rum butter sauce. Okay, I see where you you're coming. A guava, and then you put the you have this nice melted butter and, and rum sauce that you drizzle on top of it and it's warm. Oh my god. Let me tell you something, it's decadence.
0: It's time for me to go back.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: Born in the Bahamas, what percentage of your influence music-wise comes from there versus uh, the U.S. or Europe or wher- wherever Gee. wherever it comes from? Because I, I know you were saying you're going to London. Yeah. So I'm sure there's part of it that comes from there.
1: You know what? My I feel like my inspiration and my influence, it's all over the place because it's all equal parts like... There's Soka, obviously, Calypso, and like the storytelling and Bahamian music was one of the first, I think, lessons in songwriting that I had subconsciously. Because a lot of Bahamian music, there's a lot of allegory, there's a lot of storytelling. Um, but then I also grew up heavy on dancehall, a lot of culture, um, a lot of reggae. So, like artists like Sizzler, Bob Marley, oh, yeah. um, all of these, like huge, like Buju Bandan, and all of them, like they all kind of set foundations. Um, but then I was also listening to hip hop and R and B, and then I was heavy on like rock because I was like, for some reason, I feel like Lincoln, Bar- Lincoln Park
0: Park. Mm-hmm.
1: I miss Chester. Um, Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory was like one of my constantly in rotation records and bodies of work. That's so interesting. So ev- I was listening to everything, like. I don't know if I should say this in public, but I also like I had a slight. Uh, it was a short-lived one, but it was a Nickelback moment too. I
0: right when you said Listen, I didn't know if I should say this in public. I, knew I know, exactly. I don't. Where and you the were thing going. is,
1: I don't understand the beef with Nickelback. Like, I from, it's bullshit. Okay, because I'm just bullshit. like categorically. If they were that bad, why did they have the record that they had? Like, why did they have the track record that they had?
0: You know what? Anybody who has that many people talking about them did something right.
1: Period.
0: You know, you always got to find somebody in your decade to make fun of. And it's always going to be somebody who's done well enough that everybody knows who they are. And it's such bullshit because Listen, Canada, I'm sure they're good guys. Canada
1: I'm, be putting them out, man. They're
0: talented. Sheep. You know what? If you don't like Nickelback, yeah, come at me
1: because they're Canadian, right? Yeah, I think. Was so. that like another thing? Like that's another reason I'm sure for it. Sure, that's part of it. That ain't fair. I mean, Canada has a lot of vibe. Canada's amazing.
0: Canada has its issues, just like everywhere else. But yeah. Canada is amazing. It's beautiful. Mm. Got BC. Can't be BC.
1: Listen, I haven't been yet, but I don't know if I need to go because it just depends on the temperature.
0: And if Nick back is playing. That part. So you you said you almost never get too warm.
1: Very rarely. Like but, it's, but I
0: got you in this room. You
1: got me today, but you know what I realized? <laughs> it was because of your lighting. Like,
0: the lighting's hot.
1: Yeah, you, you, you almost, like I almost sweat. Like I was on the <laughs> cusp of sweating.
0: I almost got that one sweat. Mm-hmm,
1: it was now. like one bead ready to drop, but it didn't.
0: I had enough for all of us, so yeah. don't worry. Mm-hmm. So... You went from the Bahamas to straight to Los Angeles, or did you make your way around any other parts of the U.S. before you got here?
1: Miami. Mm. I went to Miami first, and I did that. I feel like Miami is like the first. It's not much of a move because Miami is like a twenty-five-minute flight from my island.
0: Yeah, it's very, very easy,
1: very close. So I was there, and um, I tested the waters. Plus, I had to, I had to finish school because I had a a mother that was on my case. Um, And after that, I was like, okay. I I felt I felt comfortable enough that okay I know that this is the path that I'm going to take. I got to yeah. figure it out. I don't have a, necessarily the a plan that's ironclad, mm. but we're going to we're going to we're going to just trust the process yep. and I came to LA afterwards.
0: And what was your family's look on this? I mean, going from from a place that has the such tight family ties. Um and, and I grew up in Detroit and Jewish family mm-hmm. where you you do what the, the last person did and you do better than they did mm-hmm. coming out here it, it took a second they're with me now yeah. but I know what that feels like to to try to kind of sway from the path that's already been given
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't well received initially because I mean I, I guess in hindsight I could also imagine if like I were a parent and you yeah. just invested in your child's education because the thing is called a Jane Jeep and they hit you with a okay. Um, <laughs> so I I go into LA to um to pursue my dream and and do music for a living. I could you know what I give I actually want to give my mother a hug for not flinging a shoe at me because it's like excuse me yeah you know like but initially she was just like okay because parents want to know like what is your plan mm. and the truth is at the time I didn't have any other plan other than. I know what I have, I know what I'm capable of. Yeah. And I'm going to have to get it done. And that was all I knew at that time. And I think that's
0: built in. I think yeah. there's a lot of things if you're going to go be a lawyer, a plan is is pretty simple. You can mm-hmm. follow steps that other people have followed before and there's going to be there's going to be ropes to hold on to. There's going to be steps to climb up. Yeah. It's just always built in, but here if you have too much of a plan, first of all, it never goes that direction and you almost that's need to have that. no plan. For at at, at beginning, mm-hmm. you have to come here and do the things like you said, like interning in studios. You can't, you can't beat that.
1: I wish I didn't have to do it because I, I can't lie to you. I'm not necessarily like picking up meals and cleaning <laughs> up. That you. wasn't on brand at all. But I, I was so determined at the time, and you know, eventually, I think when I started, I think once you can take care of yourself, mm-hmm. that's pretty much all parents really want to see at the exactly. end of the day. And after a while, I think um, it even got to a point where I was just in a place where I was like, you know what? I I feel you. This is not making sense mm. at all. The math is not math. in terms of the hours that I'm putting in and the return, and it's, it was so interesting because rather than saying, yeah, my mother was very much like, oh, no, you're not about to, to walk away from this. Yeah. She's she's like my biggest cheerleader and my mm. biggest champion. She's very much like, uh-uh, that's, that's not what you went out there to do. Yeah. You know? Failure Mm. isn't an option. Discouragement might happen, but at the end of the day, you don't yield to that. Forward got to be the motion.
0: That's huge. And I understand where people come from when they have such friction with their family and that can become a driving force. Mm. But that is the few and far between that you hear about. A lot of people, when you have the people that mean the most to you in the world telling you that, first of all, you can't do it, you shouldn't do it, and maybe you're not worth it, Mm. then you believe it. Or sometimes you do and you start and there's, of course, there's there's those artists that we all know about that use that as fuel and mm-hmm. threw that on the fire over and over again until they got where they are. Yeah. But there's something about having a support system that is beautiful.
1: Let me tell you, I, I think I underestimated it until I had to be away from home for, for a substantial amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, this this is where that comes in, mm. you know, because even and granted, I talk to the family all the time every day. But going home, like I went home this trip. This was the first time I went back home since 2019. Wow. Yes.
0: So pre-COVID.
1: Yes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, and it just dawned on me. I was like, yo, that support system. I think the thing that I was in such a deficit of and craving and like, I felt it. I was like, you know, and when you're in it, you don't, you don't necessarily know like, okay, something upstairs ain't making sense. It's not right. Totally. We need to do some work. But then I went home and I was like, that's it. You know, you're seeking the thing that you need most, your support system. And you're trying to mm-hmm. find that in the place where you are so removed from your support system. And you're not going to find it. And you
0: sometimes know? when you know every room you need to walk into, you're not going to open up doors that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. That and that's part. kind of how you figure stuff out out here. Like you were saying about songwriting, like you might go to a session that you expected to walk in there, do your job and leave. And you get a couple contacts and a few days later they hit you up. Mm -hmm. And now two days later you're in a session and you're the artist. And it's just having the ability to break the rules is just as important as knowing the rules. From the same people who brought back your balls and made your bush bearable brings you the beard hedger. There's one thing about travel that I hate more than anything in the world. And that is bringing 20 different little clip guards just to get the right shave. Not anymore. Manscaped has your back. The Beard Hedger has 20 built-in clipping lengths, so you do not have to worry about losing them anymore. Not only that, but this thing is waterproof. It's cordless, and it has a long-lasting battery, so you don't have to worry about this thing shutting off halfway through and looking like a dork for the rest of your day. Fellas, do me a favor. Stop going to your dates with clean, smooth balls and a gross-looking face. You need them to match. If you want to support me in this podcast, the best thing that you can do is support the sponsors. They help me keep going and make this something that I can continue to do. So do me a favor, head to manscaped.com, use the code experiment and get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code experiment and manscaped.com. Go get your beard hedger with 20 different clip lengths. Having the ability to break the rules is just as important as knowing the rules. Exactly. So where are you at as far as theory? Where you were you a, a studied musician?
1: Not at all. I really just was. I I don't know where the bug came from. I just know I made a lot of noise as a little girl. Like mm. I would pull up. I remember pulling pans and pots out of the kitchen and just drumming. Yeah. And then from that, I I remembered like writing raps. But I just I never had any theory. I don't. I can mess around with chords on on yeah. piano to kind of like get some ideas out. <laughs> but I don't have any theory. I call
0: it writing theory, where yeah. you can. Make enough shapes on the piano or yeah. the guitar that you can write a song, Yeah. and then somebody else will help transpose it.
1: Yeah, that's that, just, most, of
0: me, most of how I work, mm-hmm. and I think there's something beautiful about that. And I think again, that allows if you if you follow the rules too much and you know them too well, it's, it gets hard to break them.
1: That's true because I have been in rooms in rooms with people where they are like super, like they have the most esteemed education. Yeah. You know, they studied music, and I'm like, that's beautiful. But that diminished chord stressing me out and that's not gonna make a mm. smash, bro. I appreciate exactly. it though. There's a time and place for that, but right now this ain't it's not giving what it needs to get.
0: And I, I use my two brothers who are into music but not musicians as my my grounding. If mm-hmm. if I'm in a situation where I care so much about how the eq on the kick drum is or what chord I'm going to next or if this chord change is appropriate, mm-hmm. I think about it from their perspective. Are they gonna give a fuck?
1: Thoughts Probably are, not. yeah.
0: Probably not. They want a it's good story. Likely. They want catchy lyrics. And they want to have a good time and, and take a second away from life.
1: Yeah, like how does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what I, even when I'm creating, like it's always it's always feeling first. Like the song, I prefer, to, it needs to write itself. I don't like to feel like I'm chasing, you know, the lyrics or chasing the vibes. Like I feel like the, I should just be feeling like a vessel in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So if you were sitting down to write a song right now, what would be your first you know form of attack are you gonna sit down and start writing lyrics are you gonna shut your eyes and lay back for a second what a what's a good way to start for you
1: For me I just need a good chord progression mm. and if I have a chord progression and kind of like pulling from certain sounds because I like to have like I feel like production tends to give me time and place and concept so depending on that it's gonna have me I feel like concept is gonna land on me first if I'm in, if I'm super inspired, Whatever is happening in the room with the producer, whatever chords are being played by that, like, say, like, a couple of minutes in, I should start doodling with, like, a, a concept in my mind. Yeah. After that, I'll start, like, throwing out melodies. If I'm writing by myself, I'll just start laying melody ideas. Hmm. If I have a co-writer in the room, I'll just start going back and forth with them. And then we just chisel from there. It's like taking a piece of jade and just...
0: getting away it's... until it turns into a diamond. Yeah. a different shape piece of jade exactly (laughs) so so you enjoy the process of writing with other people
1: at times the right people
0: Mm. and what do you look for when you're finding that person
1: um somebody that can share space and without and by that i mean like everyone has their process and to be able to share space there's a certain alchemy that happens when you're making music right so i may not work or i may not attack a song the same way another top liner might but I at least know to give that person their space and their moment to process before trying to like, okay, this is what it needs to be. What do you got? What do you have? What do you have? Because, yeah, that, I didn't realize that that's such a, like, it's like bedside manner, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, it's it's interesting to see how many people don't necessarily have that. Um, And then also my other favorite kinds of people to write with are like, because I love melody people, but I also, like, lyric is such a special gift. Yeah. Like, and also, like, I I can't lie, I'm not one of those people that want to spend like three weeks on a song. Like, I kind of like to be, all right, this is where we're at. Let's try to get this done. We can chisel it a little late if we need to reconvene, but I like to get the majority of the idea out. So, like, lyric people, I love lyric people. Yeah. And I mean, quick lyric people, quick lyric people. I don't want, you know, let's not, if we say cat, you shouldn't have a hard time finding me the next end rhyme and we shouldn't science it out. It should still be profound. Yeah. You know? But
0: understanding that sitting on a word for five minutes isn't going to get you the next one. It's just going to get you lost.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: That's so interesting. And how long did it take you to kind of find your ability to share space with people? Because what I've realized from being in sessions and really from interning at studios, Mm -hmm. getting to be the fly on the wall a little bit, is that most people can't do that.
1: What can't do? What? Share space or? Can't can't share space. Let me tell you, I think. I don't even I don't understand it because I'm like, is this just is this poor home training? Because yeah. cause a lot of times it's like or sometimes it's even ego. Because I've mm. been in rooms where it's like some people are so married to their whatever their ideas, and I'm like, sweetie, if that's the last idea you will have for the next six months, then you might be in the wrong field. You might for real? you you might need to reconsider. But, like, I think, you know, it's, sometimes it's ego. And then sometimes I think, you know, everyone has their process. And I don't, it's not always an indictment on the person. It just might be that that is not the creative fit for me. So sometimes it's just Huge. as simple as that, you know? And
0: understanding what you need in order to enable yourself to be in the correct position to write and, and do justice to the song. Yeah. Uh, I I just had on my buddy, Mitty Jones, and he had a really beautiful point, which was when you're in this field, your job isn't to be creative when you get to the session. Your job is to find creativity and inspiration in in the world around you, store it where it needs to be stored, understand it, Mm -hmm. use it as an influence. Then when you go into that room, forget all about it and let that be in the background. Exactly. And it sounds like that's something that you've got really, really good control over is the understanding of when I get there, I have a job to do. Exactly. But I'm also allowed to enjoy the job, and and yeah. I think people forget that you're not in the room because you're the end all be all for the song. You're in the room because you are the perfect piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. that finishes it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a collaborative sort of advantage that I think the pop world is really sits on and really is built by.
1: Yeah, hundred percent
0: comes off of like Motown. That was that was the Barry Gordy days. Mm-hmm. The you know those that was all. Twelve people in a room playing at the same time, and you had to learn you had to how to share right.
1: space. Yeah, and you had you didn't have you didn't really have comping and all of that stuff oh, that no. we have. You can't Frankenstein <laughs> them records, you know? Not at all. You have Ye- to
0: be able to share that space.
1: Exactly.
0: And was your family musical? What What was your inspiration growing up?
1: My and honestly, I just lived under headphones. Like I loved music. Mm. I didn't have anybody else in my family that plays. And I feel like my mommy plays keys a little bit, but, like, I didn't grow up in a musical family. Yeah. I just fell in love. Like, I just remembered myself under headphones, listening to every album that came out. I had to get it. And that was the story of my childhood.
0: It's got to be a good feeling to have that be yours, too. Yeah. You know, that's... I meet a lot of people whose parents were in music or their grandparents or whatever. And not knocking that at all, that's... I Hopefully my kids can follow just don't be a musician for my kids. It's so hard. But having that influence is amazing, but not having it allows you to understand that, that 2.5 billion, you know, songwriting streams out there or the 20, 21 million that are yours, solely yours. All of that comes based off of the fact that you found something that you enjoyed. You put your heart into it. You worked hard, probably failed a bunch and went to those failures and learned off them. That is that is such a big part of this. Do you have any okay. situations that really remind you of times that you could have quit?
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, I have a lot. I have. I think I have, you know what? I feel like taking the L's and learn, and instead of taking L's for losses and taking them for lessons, that's the thing that I've had to, that transformation needed to happen for me. Because the thing is like, anytime you write a song at the end of the day, like if you're writing from a, If you're solely songwriting, at the end of the day you could go in the studio all the time like for a whole month and not a single one of them them songs land. And you have to kind of reframe your thinking to not feel or at least somebody like me initially, I'm like, this is given failure. Yeah. You know, like this is given waste of time. Mm. And it's just like, no, you have to kind of zoom out. And even like on my with my project as well, like making certain decisions and like last year I had I ended up I shot a whole project and it, it was not an in the process was a process and it ended up being a huge loss and i had to just you know thankfully also you have other artists that you talk to yeah and i t- i spoke to another artist who's much more seasoned and, and a huge artist and and she was like listen i sum of money that you lost <laughs> she kind of just like scoffed in a sense like and basically yeah. was like listen get ready to lose more Mm. You know, and just like having to, again, it's all this, like, I feel like I'm going through this great reframing of like, okay, loss is one thing, but that L, take that L for a lesson and you just have to really get good at picking yourself up, picking yourself up, That's huge. you know, because I, I feel like I don't necessarily have a great relationship with failure yet. Mm-hmm. And I want to improve my, at least I don't want to say failure, but I don't like taking losses. Nobody yeah. does. And I feel like people that accept that that's a part of the process, those are the people that wind up being successful. Because me personally, I'm like, I take a loss and I got to disappear for just a little bit. I got to step away from society. I got to be recluse for a little while and just do myself work and do some healing. And then I'm like, okay, I I think I'm going to call my manager today. (laughs) I just needed those extra days to just recalibrate, recalibrate and reset. But um, I think it's all about the relationship that you have with things not working out.
0: I truly believe that there's nothing here, there's nothing part of our life that you need to master. I think mastery is beautiful, but what's way more beautiful is understanding where you're at at the moment and pivoting from there and growing from there. If you can make tomorrow a little bit better than yesterday Mm -hmm. and learn a little bit more and filter a little bit more information... That's it. The it's, little wins become the massive wins.
1: Yeah, it's the power of increments, right? Cuz I mm. feel like again like I I think also like when it comes to making music, I feel like that I have put my 10,000 hours in. Now, I realize now with, with me being an artist, you don't have 10,000 hours with mm-hmm. building out a, a project without ro- with rolling out and and performing and I have I have been getting some very humbling experiences where it's totally. like, okay, you definitely have six hours here and it shows. Yeah. And you just have to really like, now I'm trying to train myself to embrace like, okay, this is a challenge. This is a huge hurdle. But at the end of the day, I just need to look at it from a different angle. Instead of trying to always walk in the door, maybe you need to walk in, the, you need to walk around, walk in the back. Yeah. And go in that way. So it's, it's just, again, like just taking incremental wins and understanding that they're going to lead to something greater.
0: Yeah, it's like, we're all here because we're addicted to what we do. We're all workaholics in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And all it is is changing the direction of the addiction. If you can make your addiction growing and you can make your addiction understanding that that I'm learning a little bit more today or I went through something that eventually will become very, very helpful Yeah. versus everything has to be perfect, you're going to find yourself in a lot more situations where you see growth, even if growth comes at the the expense of failure, you know, and like you were saying how there's some of the money that will always be lost, but I guarantee that money could not in a million years be taken away from the fact of what you learned from it and the experiences. And next time you're in a situation like that, it'll feel a little less detrimental yeah, and a little bit more and a little bit more. And whoever you talk to clearly has been in a place similar so many times that they understand that that your win is never going to come in that day. It's it's a lifelong thing that you get yeah. to enjoy the whole time. And mm-hmm. just, you know, being late late on rent doesn't mean that you're not going to pay your rent. You just, you're late a day, yeah. you know, delayed gratification. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And what are you listening to now? Who are you really digging? Who do you feel is helping push this this uh, industry?
1: Oh, I feel like that's a crazy question because mm-hmm. I'm like, these are the kind of questions when you get asked on the spot suddenly. Yeah, it it just completely leaves. Well, like the I've nice been, thing,
0: It's not an interview; it's a conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's this. I think his name is Jordan Ward. I found him on um. He's been popping up on my playlists, and he has this song called Cheramoya, hmm. and I keep playing the song because the Cheramoya is. I think that's Spanish for. I think the Spanish people call it Cheramoyas, hmm. but we call them um, sugar apples in the Bahamas. I don't know if you saw that before when you went, but it's like, it's a green fruit. And when you open it inside, it's just decadence. And I just feel like he wrote this song and the lyric on it, like the spin on it, the melodies, beautiful song. So I've been, that's been on rotation. Um, Who else have I been listening to? Um, Isaiah Huron. Oh my goodness. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Him and this last EP, Mary Ellen. Just as a record, as like the lyric, the melody of that song, the simplicity of it.
0: Sonically. Just beautiful. Everything. It, it yeah. really embraces the idea of co- cohesion. Yeah. Of that's, that's art to me. Mm-hmm. Art is when you can get all the aspects of life that you believe to be necessary and tell them from the sto- from one point of view. Yeah. But allow them all to kind of be weaved into the story that creates this, this piece of forever that you're giving to the world. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, I'm going to have to go listen later. Now, now I'm...
1: That's that record. I'm And
0: what are you working on that, that you're excited about? What what did, What can people expect to see coming up?
1: I am putting out a project called Xanadu. Mm. And I am three singles in right now. And I'm about to drop another single in on the 19th of July. And it's called Terracotta. So I... I'm just just completely pouring myself into my project now and just being able to like, see where this came from conceptually because the whole project, basically, I started writing these songs during the pandemic and I was yeah. inside and everybody was inside. So yeah. naturally, with all that isolation, I was like, well, I got to find paradise somewhere. So if I can't be outside to experience it, I got to try and find it within because that's really what Xanadu means. It's like a place of contentment in Paradise, and it's also a hotel that now stands in ruin on my island that I'm from. And I did a lot of growing up around that area, too. So it has a lot of... It wasn't on
0: Eleuthera, is it?
1: No, that's in Freeport.
0: Because there's a a big hotel that we... My girlfriend and I would go walk around that's been demolished for a long time in In Eleuthera. Eleuthera.
1: I got to ask mommy because that's where my mommy from, so I don't know which one that is. Beautiful place. Let me tell you. I, I don't want to start any controversial topics with my people on, but let me tell you, Ilutra, the beaches, mm. that whole island, I bias. I feel like, I do to say it, but anyway, yeah.
0: I almost don't, I almost <laughs> want to cut it so people don't visit because it is so perfect how it is.
1: Listen, like, oh, the Pingsan beaches, I just, I mean, like, how many other places are you going to walk on a beach with things on? You know what I mean? Never, exactly. Never.
0: And it's just, it's oh, got, yeah. it's got art and culture and, family and community built in in a way that I've never seen before. It's the only place I've ever seen where a kid's walking to school and a random person will drive by and say, hey, you want a ride? Mm-hmm. And that idea of community is so dismembered in America because there's so many different antiquated experiences that people kind of build into the story of what it is to be a human out here. Yeah, And those negative experiences just haven't hit so many other places, and yeah. you can feel it. There's a, a safety, there's a, a just a respect in the air that is so yeah. palpable.
1: And it's also smaller, too, though. I feel like that's another... It gets you, complicated when you have the size population 100%. with this variety of cultures. But I, that's one thing I do always miss and long for when yeah. I'm not home, because it's just... There is this a sense of, this is a village, yeah. you know, and this is like you... You look after your people, even if you don't necessarily know them that well. You know, like yeah. there's a certain kind of just familialness that you'll mm. feel.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, it's almost hard to explain mm. if you haven't been there, because I, I, I know what you mean to such a, a specific extent. Yeah. And it's just it's it's the most amazing place. There's just so much life and so much energy. Yeah. And do you see yourself going to play this project in the Bahamas.
1: I want listen. I want to shoot a whole project home. Mm. So I all of these things. I am pac- patiently sowing the seeds because I definitely I want to do that, and I also want to have like a whole project shot out there.
0: That's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And let's say I just listen to your whole project. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you want me to be feeling from your perspective?
1: Oh, it depends on the song you're listening to, but generally I want you to feel. I want you to feel hype. I want you to mm-hmm. feel a certain kind of energy. Like, um, I mean, when you listen to A Fresh Face, for instance, that single, I feel like I want people to, I would want you to feel stunning. You mm-hmm. know, first thing in the morning, I want you to feel like, okay, I'm waking up and I feel like I'm a 10. Anybody that shares space with me needs to recognize and appreciate me as a 10. Yeah. Even if, you know, you're looking, you know, because first thing in the morning, you know, it's me personally. I wouldn't open my front-facing camera. Oh, I'm but I'm I, rough in the morning. Yeah, but at, <laughs> but at the same time, if I whoever I am with, you know, still needs to appreciate that mm-hmm. just take me as I am kind of energy. So yeah. for that that record, that's what I would want people to feel. Um, for like a lonely hours or save room, I want people to dance. So I want you to dance.
0: You heard her wherever you Go is, dance, people.
1: Make sure you dancing. You know, just don't don't be a wallflower. There's a time and place for that. I don't have any... I think Fresh Face is the only ballad-ish on the project, but everything else is movement and energy.
0: And having that dichotomy between having a ballad and having this energy built in is so necessary. Yeah. It's so so healthy too, because we're never one thing. We never have to be one thing. Mm -mm. And giving people the opportunity to have you be the soundtrack of multiple different experiences in their life is going to be obviously a great reward for you. But even more than that, just it's going to be so helpful to people. Yeah. And that's something that I'm getting from you and from your music is you're somebody who understands that you are where you are and that doesn't stop you from looking in and trying to figure out what you can be doing to be better to yourself. But you also seem like the kind of person who understands that you're allowed to go look at yourself and be proud of the things that you have done.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Have you, was that just kind of built in where you was your family outward about being proud of yourself or was that something that was kind of more you know built in until you until you found it yourself
1: i feel like that's a really good question um i think that came with time for sure Mm -hmm. i think um because i i feel like excellence and and making sure that you deliver that's something that's always been instilled yeah um but i think after i you know looked I've accomplished certain things, and I realized that, you know, I would hit certain milestones, and I'd still be like, well, okay, you got nominated, but you didn't win. And I had to kind of, I had to check myself because I was like, listen, the little girl in Freeport in that uniform running around rapping after school would have lost her shit, Yeah, you know what I mean, if she knew that this was where she would end up. Wow. So it was, it, I think I've just been, I've been focusing on it a lot more recently because I I don't think I always was for sure like that came over time because in my mind I was just like okay if we are here I'll find some way to say we should have been here absolutely so I had to I I've been working on that I'm still working on that actually. And the city's not forgiving when mm-hmm. it comes to that
0: and I think that's a necessary part of it is if it was too easy out here then those those lessons wouldn't be Installed into your life in the same way. You almost need force, mm. and that understanding of could I have done ten things, maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm really proud that I did eight. Yeah, and that's still eight more than I had before, and that's huge. That's so important, mm-hmm. and I really think that that lesson being in, you know kind of interweaved into your music is is so helpful, and it really there's gonna be a young girl standing in the Bahamas waiting, for, to, waiting to go to school or waiting to get out of school or sitting in the back of class who has an AirPod in and is, has Soki playing in her, in her AirPod and just understanding that the world can be hers. Oh, yeah. And it will be. Yeah. You just got to understand that every single step is a win.
1: Yes. Every part of it. A hundred percent. I definitely, if I can accomplish that, if that can be a thing, I feel like that alone means that my job is complete
0: that's beautiful yeah that's beautiful well i'm so excited to get to hear the rest of it yeah. and for everybody else to get to hear the rest of it
1: i am hype i can't wait for everything to be out in the world it's all like zanadu is coming out i'm putting out tarot Carter in two weeks so, mm. so like, crazy. each one is like my my kid and i'm watching it you know watching the child grow up
0: well i'm so excited for you and i uh I'm definitely gonna hit you up when that comes out and, yeah. and see how you're feeling then. Cause make sure. I'm excited for you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and
0: we'll we'll have to do another one and do a follow-up.
1: Yeah, we got to. Because the next project after this is actually almost it's pretty much done, ready to go. Ooh. So yeah, like I feel like again, making the music ain't the problem. Yeah. You know, like now it's just like, okay, now we gotta it's all strategy. It's all emotions. It's all, Absolutely. all that good stuff. The so. other part of the art. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you for doing a live performance, which will be out this Friday. So That's go great. stream it up. Go listen. Yeah. Go share with your friends. Yeah, And support the, the people who are working hard and doing good things. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for thank watching, you. for listening. Hey. And to everybody out there.
1: I'm Soki Siren and this is an experiment. Yeah, it is. Love you guys. (laughs) The experience is the experiment.